0: Abruptio placenta. Placental abruption is the early separation of the placenta from the lining of the uterus before completion of the second stage of labor. It is one of the causes of bleeding during the second half of the pregnancy. Placental abruption is relatively rare but serious complication of pregnancy and placed the well being of both the mother and the fetus at risk. Placental abruption is also called abruptio placenta etiology the exact etiology of placental disruption is unknown however a number of factors are associated with its occurrences risk factors can be thought of in three groups health history including behaviors and past obstetrical events current pregnancy and unexpected trauma factors that can be identified during the health history that increase the risk of placental abruption include smoking cocaine use during pregnancy maternal use over 35 years hypertension and placental abruption in a prior pregnancy Conditions specific to the current pregnancy which may precipitate placental abruption are multiple gestational pregnancies, polyhydramnios, preeclampsia, sudden uterine decompression, and short umbilical cord. Finally, trauma to the abdomen such as motor vehicle accident, fall, or violence resulting in a blow to the abdomen may lead to placental abruption. Placental abruption occurs when there is a compromise of the vascular structure supporting the placenta. In other words, The vascular networks connecting the uterine lining and the maternal side of the placenta are torn away. These vascular structures deliver oxygen and nutrients to the fetus. Disruption of the vascular network may occur when the vascular structures are compromised because of hypertension or substance use by conditions that cause stretching of the uterus. The uterus is a muscle and is elastic, whereas the placenta is less elastic than the uterus. Therefore, then, when the uterine tissue stretches suddenly, the placenta remains stable and the vascular structure connecting the uterine wall to the placenta tear away. Epidemiology. Placental abruption is a relatively rare condition that, but, that, but requires emergent management. The majority of placental abruptions occur before 37 weeks gestation. Placental abruption is the normal is the leading cause of maternal morbidity and peri- mor- perinatal mortality. When placental abruption, the woman is at risk for hemorrhage and the need for blood transfusion, hysterectomy, bleeding disorders, specifically disseminated intravascular coagulo- coagulopathy, renal failure, and Sheehan syndrome or postpartum pituitary gl- 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 gland necrosis. With the availability of blood replacement, maternal death is rare but continues to be higher than the overall maternity maternal mortality rate. Uh, neonatal consequences include preterm birth, low birth weight, perinatal asphyxia, stillbirth, and neonatal death. In many countries, the, the rate of placental abruption has been increasing even with the improved obstetrical care and monitoring techniques. This suggests a multifactorial etiology that is not well understood. Pathophysiology. Placental abruption occurs when the maternal vessels tear away from the placenta and bleeding occurs between the uterine lining and the maternal side of the placenta. As the blood accumulates, it pushes the uterine wall and placenta apart. The placenta is the fetus's source of oxygen and nutrients as well as the way the fetus excretes waste products. Diffusion to and from the maternal circulatory system is essential in maintaining these life-sustaining functions of the placenta. When accumulating blood causes separation of the placenta from the maternal vascular network, these vital functions of the placenta are interrupted. If the fetus does not receive enough oxygen and nutrients, it dies. The clinical implications of placental abruption vary based on the extent of the separation of the location and the location of the separation. Placental abruption can be complete or partial or in marginal or central. The classification of placental abruption is based on the following clinical findings. Class 0: asymptomatic, discovery of blood clot on the maternal side of the delivered placenta. Diagnosis is made retrospectively. Class 1: mild. No sign of vaginal bleeding or small amount of vaginal bleeding, slight uterine tenderness, maternal blood pressure and heart rate within normal limits, no stress, no signs of fetal distress. Class 2: moderate. No sign of vaginal bleeding to a moderate amount of vaginal bleeding. Significant uterine tenderness or tetanic contractions, change in vital signs, maternal tachycardia, orthostatic changes in blood pressure, evidence of fetal distress, clotting profile alteration, class three severe, no sign of vaginal deliver, no, no signs of vaginal bleeding or heavy vaginal bleeding, Tetonic uh, uterus, board-like consistency on palpation, maternal shock, clotting. Uh, profile alteration, fetal death. Classification of 0 to 1 is usually associated with a partial marginal separation, whereas classification of 2 and 3 is associated with a complete separation. Histopathology Once the placenta has been delivered, the presence of retroplacental clot is almost always seen in some cases. There may be some evidence of blood extravasation into the uh, myometrium, resulting in purple discoloration of the serosa of the uterus. History and physical. Placental abruption is one of the causes of vaginal bleeding in the second half of the pregnancy. A focused history and physical exam is critical to differentiate placental abruption from other causes of vaginal bleeding. Because definitive diagnosis of placental abruption can only be made after the birth when the placenta is examined, the history and physical examination are critical to the appropriate management of the maternal-fetal dyad. Placental abruption is a potentially life-threatening situation, therefore accurate assessment of the patient is critical in developing an appropriate management plan and to prevent potentially poor outcome. The history begins with a review of prenatal course, especially placental location of the prior sonograms and if there's a history of placental abruption in previous pregnancies. Exploring the woman's behaviors, especially if she smokes or uses cocaine, is a critical component of the history. Asking about potential trauma, especially in the abdominal area, needs to be done in a tactful and supportive manner. Especially in situations of of partner abuse, the woman may be reluctant to reveal that she sustained trauma to her abdomen. The most common mechanism for recognizing the onset of placental abruption is the assessment of the patient. Physical examination, including palpation of the uterus. The uterus is palpated for tenderness, consistency, and frequency, and duration of uterine contractions. If present, the vaginal area is inspected for the presence of bleeding. However, a digital examination of the cervix should be delayed until a sonogram is obtained for placental location and to rule out placenta previa. If bleeding is present, the quantity and characteristic of, of the blood, as well as the presence of clots, is evaluated. Remember, the absence of vaginal bleeding does not eliminate the diagnosis of placental abrupt evaluation of vital signs to detect tachycardia or hypotension uh, which may be indicators of concealed hemorrhage are taken blood specimens such as complete blood count fibrinogen clotting profile and type and RH may be collected these laboratory values will not aid in the diagnosis of placental abruption but will provide baseline data against which to evaluate the patient's condition over time evaluation of fetal well-being is also included in the examination uh, begin with auscultation of fetal heart tones, heart sounds, and ask about fetal movement, specifically recent changes in activity patterns. Continuous electronic fetal monitoring is indicated to identify prolonged bradycardia, decreased variability, and the presence of late decelerations. Evaluation. There are no laboratory tests or diagnostic procedures to definitively diagnose placental abruption. However, some studies may be conducted to in, in an effort to eliminate other conditions as well as provide baseline data. An ultrasound evaluation examination is useful in determining the placental location and eliminating the diagnosis of placenta previa. However, the sensitivity of the ultrasound in visualizing placental abruption is low. During the acute phase of the placental abruption, the hemorrhage is uh, isiochoic or similar to the surrounding placental tissue therefore visualization and differentiation of the concealed hemorrhage lo- associated with placental abruption from the surrounding placental tissue is difficult a biophysical profile may be used in the management of patients with marginal placental abruption who are being conservatively treating a score of six or below is an indication of comprised fetal status compromised fetal status Blood work, including CBC, clotting studies, and BUN, provide baseline parameters to evaluate changes in the patient's status. Type and RH have been obtained if a blood transfusion is necessary. A Kleiser-Botke test, which reveals fetal blood cells in maternal circulation, may be ordered. A a Kleihauer-Botke test does not diagnose the presence of placental abruption, but quantifies the presence of fetal blood in the maternal circulation. This knowledge is important to women who are RH negative because mixing fetal blood in the maternal circulation may lead to uh, isoimmunization. Im- treatment or management. The, on- the onset of placenta abruption is often unexpected, sudden, and intense and requires immediate treatment. Pre-hospital care for the patient with suspected placental abruption requires advanced life support and transport to hospital with full-service obstetrical unit and a neonatal, neonatal intensive care unit. Following arrival at the hospital, most women will receive intravenous fluids and supplemental oxygen, as well as continuous maternal and fetal monitoring, while the history and physical is completed. Subsequent treatments still vary vary based on the data collected during the assessment, the gestation of the pregnancy, and the degree of distress being experienced by the woman and or the fetus. Women classified with mild or class 1 placental abruption with no signs of maternal or fetal distress in pregnancy less than 37 weeks may be managed conservatively. These patients are usually admitted to the obstetrical unit for close monitoring of maternal and fetal status. (coughs) Intravenous access and blood work for the type and cross match is part of the plan of care. The maternal fetal dyad will continue to be monitored until there is a change in condition or until fetal maturity is reached. If collected data results in class 2 or class 3 classification of the fetus is viable and a live delivery is necessary because the hypertonic contractions a vaginal birth may occur rapidly given the potential for coagulopathy vaginal birth presents less risk to the mother however if there are signs of fetal distress an emergency cesarean birth is necessary to protect the fetus during the surgical procedures careful management of fluids and circulatory volume is important Postoperatively, the patient needs to be monitored for postpartum hemorrhage and alterations in the clotting profile. A neonatal team needs to be present in the delivery room to receive and manage the infant. Differential Diagnosis Bleeding during the second half of pregnancy is usually due either to placental abruption or placenta previa. Differentiating these two conditions is important to care for the patient. The information below compares the presentation of placental abruption and placenta previa on common parameters included in obstetrical examination. The onset of symptoms is sudden and intense for placental abruption, but quiet and insidious for placenta previa. Bleeding may be visible or concealed with placental abruption and external and visible with placenta previa. The degree of anemia or shock is greater than the invisible blood loss in placental abruption as is equal to the blood loss in placenta previa. Pain is intense and acute in placental abruption and unrelated to placenta previa. The uterine tone is firm and board-like in placental abruption and soft and relaxed in placenta previa. The prognosis depends on the patient on when the patient presents to the hospital. If the bleeding continues, both maternal and lives are at stake. Placenta partial placenta separation is associated with low mortality while compared with full separation. However, in both cases without emergency cesarean section, fetal death demise may occur. Today the condition accounts for five to eight percent of maternal deaths. Complications, severe hemorrhage, fatal fetal demise, maternal death, delivering premature infant coagulopathy, transfusion-associated complications, hysterectomy. Cesarean section means future deliveries will be via cesarean section. Recurrence has been reported 4 to 12% of cases. Increased risk of adverse cardiac events have been reported women with placental abruption.